Maverick News presents The Rick Walker Show Defrag Your Mind Hey everyone, I'm Rick Walker. Welcome back to the Maverick News Channel. Hello Maverick family. Well, I had a lot of things, personal stuff I was taking care of today, and I wasn't even sure if I would make it on tonight, but here I am. I am not quite as prepared as I would normally be, but sometimes that doesn't make a difference in terms of the quality of the show. Sometimes it's better when I'm flying by the seat of my pants. And I do have things to talk about tonight with you. Julian Assange, back in court, not actually there himself. I guess he's ill, so he, he wasn't in court, but an extradition hearing, maybe the last one, um, has started as he tries to avoid being sent to the United States. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I'm not sure if anybody will join us or not tonight to uh, to weigh in on that. But anyway, it's an ongoing process. Nothing decided today, but we'll we'll tell you what it's all about and bring you up to speed the best I can. Anyway, two people charged in connection with that shooting, that murder in Kansas City. At the Super Bowl parade, Canada committing, well, sending more drones to Ukraine. The Prime Minister also talking about funding, while the United Nations tables a ceasefire resolution that is vetoed, fails at the UN. And NATO holds Canada's feet to the fire, demanding or asking <laughs> that Canada provide some sort of timeline on when they will meet their commitments to NATO funding. We'll get Trudeau's response to that. 
Uh, so yeah, we've got all that and a whole lot more. And I think we will try to get to the phones at some point through the evening as well. I know that a lot of you have been waiting and hoping to call in. I think we might be able to make that happen tonight. So stay with me. We have a lot of stuff to cover, a lot of ground to go over. And uh, we'll get into the news of the day when we come back on the other side of this. The information war is raging. Truth without integrity is worth nothing. Maverick News. Because those who have power and those who seek it must be held accountable. The world is watching. Join our family of truth seekers. Donate today and add your voice to the chorus of Maverick Knights. Donate at maverickdonations.com Truth Integrity It's the Maverick way. Maverick News the world is watching. should we begin tonight? Um, how about the UN resolution on the proposed ceasefire in Gaza? Hang on just a moment here. I need to pull up this video. So we know that, uh, sorry, I'm having trouble with my computer here, folks. I think I've got it here now. Yeah, so the UN has, uh, this resolution calling for the immediate humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. Um, it was defeated. And the reason is quite simple. Uh, the United States voted. It was the only country on the 15-member Security Council to vote against the resolution, but they did. They vetoed it. Um...
The vote was just another sign, I guess, of uh, Joe Biden's increasing isolation in in regard to this uh, issue on the world stage. There's mounting global opposition to Israel. All of it started on October 7th, as you know. This particular resolution was tabled by Algeria. And uh, it was uh, backed up by more than three-quarters of the 193-member UN General Assembly. And all of this is happening against the backdrop of preparations by Israel for an offensive, a ground offensive in Rafah. And we know that there are about one million Palestinians sheltering there right now. Many of them have already been you know, running from other areas of that territory, of that, that area. And um, there is real fear that if Israel pushes forward with that plan, there would be extreme bloodshed. And Benjamin Netanyahu is at last word says that he is not backing down. He is going to continue and pursue this. Now, keep in mind that there are still hostages being held. I think somewhere around 100 have not been released. The United States, of course, saying that... Uh, a ceasefire would be fruitless because Hamas has no, they don't think Hamas has any intention of actually committing to a ceasefire. They would only use a ceasefire to regroup and rearm. So that's essentially the U.S. position on it. Now we've got uh, reaction here from the Palestinians. Palestinian UN ambassador. We'll bring that up here for you now. At the UN, here's what he had to say today with regard to this. Or ceasefire should have been agreed to long time ago. What threshold needs to be crossed for this council to finally demand a ceasefire? What could be more serious than the crime, than genocide? History, as my brother Ammar said, is going to judge the council harshly. It is already doing so, impairing its credibility and authority in the eyes of people all over the world, perhaps irreparably. But we will not be complacent in, in this in action. We have a duty to our people to seek every possible pathway to bring an end to the slaughter, an end to the trauma and terror, an end to the threats to expel them from their land. We will not be silent and we will act with every legitimate means 
to uphold our sacred obligations to defend and protect our people and to pursue justice for them. That is why we have come back to the Security Council over and over again, imploring it to act to protect our people. That is why we will not relent in seeking accountability, calling on the Council, the General Assembly, and all states to act in line with the Charter and all obligations under international law without selectivity, without exception. We will not stop demanding accountability for the war crimes, crimes against humanity and genocide that Israel is perpetrating against the Palestinian people. But accountability must move beyond words in these chambers. It must mean real consequences for the occupying power for its criminal behavior. To this end, I just have returned around midnight last night from The Hague, where the State of Palestine stood before the ICJ, appealing to the court for justice after more than 75 years of Nakba, 56 years of belligerent occupation, 17 years of blockade, and nearly 140 days of vindictive, punitive siege and massacres perpetrated by Israel in Gaza, which is a genocide. What crimes has Israel not committed yet? We have gone to the court along with an unprecedented number of countries to confront the Israeli impunity that has made life a living hell for the Palestinian people, appealing for an immediate and complete end to this illegal colonial occupation and apartheid regime, the root cause of all the ills our people are suffering, including this genocidal war. The court has undertaken its solemn duties, acting swiftly both in response to the case brought by South Africa against Israel under the Genocide Convention and in response to the General Assembly's request for advisory opinion, which we hope will be a true turning point in the quest for accountability and for justice for the Palestinian people. When will the Security Council finally undertake its solemn duties? When will the Council act to demand the ceasefire that has been demanded by the rest of the international community majority for months now? The veto of this draft resolution is not only regrettable after weeks of consultations with every single Council member, and after endless patience by the State of Palestine, the Arab states, and nearly the entire international community that for months have demanded a ceasefire. It is absolutely reckless and dangerous against, she again, shielding Israel, even as it commits the most shocking crimes, while exposing millions of innocent Palestinian civilians to its wrath and more untold horrors. It is not Israel that should be protected by the veto. It is Palestinian children, women, and men who must be protected by this council acting now.
Only with a ceasefire can we give a chance for life, for Resolution 2712 and 2720 to be implemented, as the President of the Security Council has indicated correctly. Ceasefire would allow these two resolutions to be implemented, to be implemented for a humanitarian assistance to reach the millions of desperate people in need, for UNRWA and other UN agencies to deliver life-saving aid and a chance for our collective efforts to chart a path for justice and peace. And as long as the Council fails to demand a ceasefire, it will be considered not only derelict in its the duties, but an enabler of the most horrific crimes we are witnessing in the Gaza Strip, in the Gaza, in these days in Gaza. The message given today to Israel with this veto is that it can continue to get away with murder. Israel cannot and should not and will not get away with it. We will not allow it. This veto does not absolve Israel of its obligations, nor of those who shield it. Not here in the Security Council, not in the, in the ICJ, and not anywhere. Even if the Security Council continues to share its responsibilities, to be obstructed by the veto of a permanent member over and over, the other organs of the international system are upholding their responsibilities. And one day or another, Palestinian children will not be viewed as a demography threat, but as children with a right to life and to fulfill their hopes and dreams. Okay, and with that, we will now get the opposing point of view from Israel's ambassador to the UN, who says they actually want a ceasefire as well, but because of the situation with Hamas, in their view, it isn't possible. You truly want a ceasefire? Well, Israel also wants a ceasefire. Your children are not the ones that are falling in battle against bloodthirsty terrorists. They are ours. If Hamas survives, it will be our children that Hamas will murder in cold blood again. Israel seeks a ceasefire, but there is only one formula that we are willing to accept. All of our hostages must be released and Hamas must turn themselves in. Not condemning Hamas's atrocities has now become a tradition here. It's tragic. One day, we mentioned history here, when historians study the reasons why the UN lost its standing and influence, the inability of this organization to condemn terrorists that slaughter children will be one of the driving factors. Mark my words. And the fighting continues. I'll be right back.
Maverick News. The world is watching. Fighting the Great Reset by leading the Great Great Resistance. Maverick News the antivirus programs for your mind. Feel the vibrations. Our quest continues. The truth is out there. We are Mavericks. Okay, so Julian Assange. In court, not in court. Um, extradition hearing has started, began today. I won't spend a lot of time on this um, because it will continue tomorrow. But yes, in court today and there is some expectation that this will, you know, I think ultimately decide whether he is extradited to the United States or not. Um, and, you know, a lot of support out there for Julian Assange, uh, especially among journalists, certain groups of certain political circles, obviously. Uh, you know, very supportive of his situation. Big protests today outside the, um, the courthouse. And his wife, Stella, was there. We have uh, a clip of her. She says, what's at stake is the ability to publish the truth and expose crimes when they're committed by states. And she is also saying, alleging, that the United States is, well, that they plotted to kill him. And there is more of that that came out in court today. So let me add her voice to the this. The United States is abusing its legal system in order to hound and prosecute and intimidate all of you. 
What's at stake is the ability to publish the truth and expose crimes when they're committed by states. The outcome of this hearing today will make it clear the extent of the cover-up. The only fair, I, I shouldn't even talk about fairness at this stage, because the country that's trying to extradite him plotted to murder him. And further to that, that was discussed, I believe, in court today. I think we have something on that that I can share with you here. Yeah, here we go. So this is, um, well, here, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to run this little short clip from CNN. Not that I'm a CNN fan at all, but they do address this here. This uh, Pompeo CIA plot to kill Julian Assange. It was discussed in court because, of course, you know, you have to talk about what the motivation is behind the extradition request, right? So let's, uh, let's bring that up for you here. Get this. Here we go. What is Assange's argument for not being extradited to the U.S.? Uh, there are several. Uh, one of them at the most basic level is that he has um, some mental health issues uh, and a concern that he may take his life if he's uh, moved to the U.S. to face trial. Another is that this is politically motivated. He was just a journalist doing his job. So it would uh, breach his human rights if he was uh, transferred to the U.S. Quite extraordinary claim now coming in uh, just in the last hour or so that his lawyers have presented to the court. Uh, obviously, we need to investigate this further, but this is always all presented in open court. Uh, according to Assange's lawyer, there is compelling evidence now in existence that senior CIA and U.S. administration officials requested a detailed set of plans and drawings of the embassy, the Ecuadorian embassy. You'll remember he was holed up in for all of that time. And they are suggesting um, that President Trump at the time himself requested options and sketches were even drawn up. When we're talking about options, the legal team is basically suggesting that there was evidence of a CIA plot to kidnap or ass assassinate Julian Assange. Uh, these are extraordinary claims. Well, there are a lot of new details coming out. And again, those, those accusations have to be verified and looked through. Yeah, we've heard that information here before. Professor John Mearsheimer, political scientist professor, um, argues that Assange should not be extradited to the United States. And here is uh, here's Professor Mearsheimer and his views on this. My name is John Mearsheimer, and I teach at the University of Chicago. My area of expertise is international relations. 
I'd like to say a few words today about the Julian Assange case. A determination will soon be made by the British High Court on whether to extradite Assange to the United States, where he has been indicted by the American government and will be put on trial. I am asking the court not to extradite him and instead to set him free. I believe this is a straightforward case. Let me explain. For starters, the case involves a wide variety of classified documents that Chelsea Manning, who was a government employee, leaked to Julian Assange, a journalist who ran WikiLeaks, a famous website that publishes classified and private documents that we're not supposed to see the light of day. Manning was caught and punished because she was a government employee and she broke the law by leaking material that was classified to Assange. But Assange is a journalist and he did not break the law as it is commonplace for journalists to publish classified information that is passed on to them by government insiders. If journalists in the United States were sent to jail for publishing classified material, the jails would be filled with many of America's most famous reporters from newspapers like the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the Wall Street Journal. But of course, that hardly ever happens. Simply put, newspapers publish classified material and hardly anybody ever goes to jail. Why is this the case? What is the reason for this situation? Governments of every type, and this includes liberal democracies like the United States and Britain, sometimes go to great lengths to hide their actions or their policies from public view, which makes it almost impossible for the public to evaluate and criticize their behavior. Given that governments sometimes act foolishly, even recklessly, this is not a good situation. Thus, a rich tradition has developed over time in the United States where insiders leak information about classified policies to journalists who publicize the information so that the public can evaluate it and push back hard against misguided policies. The most famous case that illustrates this phenomenon involves the famous Pentagon Papers, which were a multi-volume study of the American decision to enter the war in Vietnam in the 1964-65 period and then escalate it in subsequent years. Daniel Ellsberg, who was an insider and had access to classified material, leaked the papers in 1971 to the New York Times, which subsequently published them. The story in those documents was starkly at odds with what the Johnson administration had been telling the American people about U.S. policy in Vietnam. By most accounts at the time, and certainly since then, both Ellsberg and the New York Times 
performed an important public service. They exposed a bankrupt policy that underpinned a war that the U.S. could not win. Ellsberg did not go to jail, despite leaking classified information, although it did appear at the time that he might be sent to jail. Certainly, nobody at the New York Times went to jail because, again, journalists don't go to jail for publishing classified information in the United States. It is very important to remember that in the case of Julian Assange, he is not the equivalent of Ellsberg because he was not an insider who leaked the information. Chelsea Manning was the insider. Assange was the equivalent of the New York Times, and thus he should not be extradited so he can be put on trial in the United States. Unsurprisingly, government leaders do not like leaks unless they do the leaking, which they frequently do. Thus, they are powerfully inclined to punish those who do leak, and they even try on occasion to, publish the, to punish the journalists who publish the leaked material, as is the case with Assange. It is fair game for governments to go after leakers, but it is not acceptable for governments to go after journalists. Indeed, it would directly undermine freedom of the press, which is essential for monitoring governments and holding them accountable when they pursue misguided policies. In fact, one of the main reasons that the U.S. government is so determined to put Assange behind bars is that he has exposed malfeasance by U.S. policymakers. In my opinion, that is all for the good and essential for making a liberal democracy like the United States work as efficiently and wisely as possible. Two final points. First, it is important to emphasize that nobody was hurt because of the documents that Assange published. Nobody's life was put in danger because of what he posted on WikiLeaks, and certainly nobody was killed. For sure, the misguided actions of many U.S. policymakers were exposed because of what Assange did, but that, in my opinion, is all for the good. Second, Assange has already paid a huge price for his actions. He has effectively been in prison for years. Sending him to the United States, where he is likely to be convicted and sentenced to a long jail term, would be a case of cruel and unusual punishment. For all these reasons, I respectfully ask the British High Court not to extradite Assange to the United States. In my opinion, that would clearly be the right decision. Thank you. I'll be right back. The information war is raging. Truth without integrity is worth nothing. Maverick News. Because those who have power and those who seek it must be held accountable. The world is watching.
Join our family of truth seekers. Donate today and add your voice to the chorus of Maverick Knights. Donate at maverickdonations.com Truth Integrity It's the Maverick way. Maverick News The world is watching. NATO, 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 NATO. Secretary General says Canada needs to provide a timeline to meet its defense spending target. They want to know when Canada is going to step up and pay its bill. And there was this uh, interview today on CTV. And I guess this is an exclusive. I'll just bring it up on the screen for you. Here we go. This is the CTV interview. And as you can see, Stoltenberg is saying Canada has yet to set a precise date to fulfill its spending commitment. And they want to know, last summer at a gathering of NATO members in Vilnius, Lithuania, for NATO's annual meeting, Canada did recommit to reaching a 2% target of GDP and signed on to uh, this agreement to have that number become, uh, you know, a minimum requirement. But, um, you know, Canada has never i don't think they've ever really i don't think we i say they but it's my country too and i don't think we've ever actually stepped up and delivered on the funding side what we are really expected to provide so trudeau was asked about this today and had this to say on the other side. Let me get you the clip here. Responding to the Secretary General. Sorry, I have a lot of tabs open. A little bit difficult to get to where I need to go. Here we are. He was out in BC for a housing announcement. But this really um, eclipsed the information that came out of the news conference. This was something that got more attention, is getting more attention, along with uh, a comment about the Arrive Can app. Next question. 
that friend, CBC News in Vancouver. Um, President, uh, President Zelensky said that on Monday, Adivka fell in part because of a lack of ammunition. What is Canada prepared to do to step up ammunition production? We have, uh, over the past number of years, uh, delivered uh, $2.4 billion in military, uh, committed $2.4 billion in military aid uh, to Ukraine, uh, delivering things like artillery shells, uh, vehicles, uh, non-lethal uh, weapons, uh, non-lethal lethal equipment, uh, along with weapons, and we're going to continue to be there to do more. It is a shame. Uh, to see the Conservative Party turning its back on Ukraine by standing against the economic opportunities of uh, the renewed Canada-Ukraine free trade deal. Uh, but this government will continue to be there to stand up, uh, stand with Ukraine and uh, deliver more of the necessary equipment to continue their fight uh, against Russia, which they're doing to protect their own territory, but they're also doing to protect the values and principles of democracy that underpin all of our free societies. And today's announcement obviously is, is meant to help people with housing, but how does it help people desperate for housing today? How does it fix things in the short term? We know uh, that... I don't want to get into that at the moment because we didn't, uh, we didn't tee that up with the proper information. Um, and that was actually not quite the correct clip, but what he did say... So that was funding for Ukraine that he was referring to there. And I have another piece of information I'm going to share with you in a moment about drones, but um, specifically with regard to NATO funding, Trudeau did say today at that news conference that um, Canada is, here's, here's what he said, he said, quote, we will continue to be there to step up with our NATO partners, we will be there to continue to make sure that the women and men of the Canadian Armed Forces have the equipment they need, and that our allies can count on us for, count on us to continue to be there. And then when he was pressed on what date he might have in mind to meet that commitment, he said the government will, quote, continue to put forward our budgets and our proposals at the appropriate time. And all of this happening um, under the shadow of those comments from Donald Trump saying that uh, you know, if he was president, he would not defend NATO countries if they, against Russia, if they didn't pay their bills and, in fact, would encourage Russia to do whatever the hell it wants. So I don't know if that includes Canada or not, given that if Russia just waltzed in here and took over the country, they'd be sitting right on the doorstep of the United States. I just, I don't know. Interesting, too, that just, I think it was yesterday, there was, um, there were media reports saying the United States is now considering and or leaning toward providing Ukraine with longer range missiles that are used in those HIMARS systems. The HIMARS systems were provided to Ukraine, but only with short range missiles. Ukraine was told they were prohibited from using those systems to launch attacks directly into Russia at the time, but it looks like that is to some degree changing. As I understand the reports, if accurate, uh, the 
if they do provide these longer range missiles, it would allow or give Ukraine the ability to hang on. Let me just uh, put this on hold for. The information war is raging. Truth without integrity is worth nothing. Maverick News. Because those who have power and those who seek it must be held accountable. The world is watching. Join our family of truth seekers. Donate today and add your voice to the chorus of Maverick Knights. Donate at maverickdonations.com Truth Integrity It's the Maverick way Maverick News The world is watching Sorry folks It's been a strange week already and it's only what Tuesday uh yeah strange calls coming in um anyway those longer range missiles would give would give Ukraine the ability to strike further into Crimea uh is what I understand from the information that was provided to us and Zelensky saying that um Avdivka falling was the result of inadequate resources so that's where those things stand i think kevin michelizzi might be joining us on the show tomorrow night to give us um, a wider perspective on well all of that the conflict going on in ukraine what's happening in crimea so um look forward to having him back on the program Oh, also, that reminds me, I have to apologize. Last night, before I forget, we, on the fly, Joseph Leonard and myself, we were just talking. And the subject of DeLoreans came up, and then that spilled over into a discussion about Back to the Future 4, a movie trailer that I had seen. And when we started talking about how great it was going to be for Back to the Future 4 to come out. Well, folks, I saw that trailer just in passing. I didn't even see the entire thing. I'd only seen a portion of it. And that's why I just started talking about it last night. But apparently, it's fake. Which just further illustrates why it's hard to know what is true anymore. I was showing you some stills from it last night. And my goodness, that thing is so well done. It looks entirely authentic, at least to me. Uh, maybe someone who is more in tune with the current status of the Back to the Future franchise might have realized that some of the footage used came from a video game that um, is out there, that uh, there were other maybe indicators that this whole thing was a hoax or maybe not a hoax i don't think that's the right word for this it's more i think that the trailer was like a a fan produced thing 
but it had all the branding on it for Amblin Entertainment and, you know, the whole thing. It had, you know, Michael J. Fox in it, but like images, video of Michael J. Fox from today. So it was really well done. So my hat goes off to the people who produced it. But um, I have to tell you that it's not real. It's just, it's a fake. It's a deep fake. And as a result, we had a long conversation about the movie, about the car, and I'm talking about this movie coming out that isn't coming out. Um, so I apologize. But again, it is so difficult to curate the material here and determine what's real and what isn't anymore. I'm having difficulty, like everybody else, determining what's real and what's fake. In this particular case, it's just because we were having a casual conversation. It wasn't like I, I didn't even know we were going to be talking about that last night. It just kind of came up and I'd seen this and I was left with the impression from this really professionally done trailer. It looked just like it was done by the studio. That this thing was real. So first of all, it's a correction. I always correct my mistakes. And secondly, it's a it's a I think another warning to us to be mindful of the the quality of things that are not authentic out there these days. Whether it's a movie trailer or footage that is trying to sell us on a particular political perspective or on a war or on any of this stuff. Because there has been so much of it, especially out of these two major conflicts that we're seeing in the world right now, in Gaza, in Ukraine, and even um, with the, the Houthi rebels and the, and the attacks on the ships and the shipping lane. We need to be very careful about what we believe and it isn't just there. It's these this fake information. It it goes beyond just fake news. It's like it's fake propaganda, is what it is. It's malicious in some cases. In the case of this movie trailer, I don't think they were trying to mislead people. I think they were. It was like a, I think it was like a a, a fan tribute. But it's not real. So if you see it out there, the movie is not being made. At least not right now. But it would be great if they did, as far as I'm concerned. So my apologies on that front. Um, enough said about that. Let me just dip back in over here. I need to... I'm just going to check the, uh, the chat here a little bit. Make sure everything is... Uh, um, smooth, running smooth over there. Everybody okay in the chat on Rumble? You need to... Says Lake 10, says, Rick, you need to man up about last night and apologize. About what, Lake 10? What am I supposed to apologize for? You accused us wrongly? No, no, I didn't. No. If you want to talk about it, you can call in during the call-in portion of the show. 
However, I think it is true that somebody was messing with us. But it's not the only incident. So, um, and I don't think I need to apologize for asking people to be kind to each other, which is all I did. Now, let's move on. We can come back to that later. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking in here. I don't usually look too much in the chat because then I have to do this, kind of put the show on hold while I'm looking in the chat, which becomes part of the show. But um, I like things to kind of keep moving. I'm just looking in here. So there you go. All right. So what else do I have for you? So the drones. Canada is committing to sending over 800 drones to Ukraine. But I'll tell you, that's just a drop in the bucket compared to what I think might be coming from other reports that I'm seeing, if true. And I keep saying if true, who knows what, how much of this is propaganda. But here's Bill Blair from the federal government. I wanted to acknowledge, let's say, for uh, the conversation we had earlier today and for her continued partnership and advocacy. Um, which, which ins continues to inspire us all on behalf of the Ukrainian-Canadian community and all Canadians. I have just returned from Europe. I was in Brussels for the Ukrainian Defense Contact Group meeting and for the NATO meetings, which was, which we meet every two months. And it's where all the nations that are supporting Ukraine come together. We coordinate, we work closely and collaboratively together to, to examine what we can do and how we can support. We have formed capability coalitions working with the, the Ukrainian Armed Forces, with President Zelensky, with the Defense Minister uh, Umarov, who was in attendance at, at those meetings virtually with us. We get an update on the, the battle situation, but most importantly, we talk and act on the information shared to, to us by the Ukrainians about what they need in this existential fight against Russia. And I wanted to share with you I am always inspired in the attendance at the meeting as I see a, a, a continued and unrelenting commitment of our partners in the United States, across Europe, and certainly Canada is, is, is among and, and perhaps even foremost among them in our unrelenting support of Ukraine and find, trying to find ways that we can do a better job of providing them with what we, they need. I also had the opportunity as well to attend the Munich Security Conference uh, over the past weekend. And as we met, all of us were keenly aware that in just a few days, we will mark two years, a tragic anniversary, since the February 24th, 2022 invasion of Ukraine by Russia, when they began their illegal full-scale invasion of that sovereign country. But although it is a somber occasion, it's also an occasion of, of but we must acknowledge the incredible courage, the resiliency, and, and the steadfast efforts of the Ukrainian people and hopefully of their, their international partners to support them. In Munich, we heard directly from Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky. And I will tell you, it, it is a point of inspiration for me to be at the table with him when he speaks with such passion and commitment. And one of the things he said to us is that February 24th could have marked the end of the world as we know it. A world bound by rules, the rules that have kept us safe, 
rules that are meant to protect life. But he continued, Ukrainians have proven that we could force Russia to retreat and that we are capable of restoring those rules. And they were words of inspiration. I believe absolutely that Canada has a responsibility to help Ukraine win back its territory and to defend those global rules that for over 70 years have kept the world safe. Because those rules don't simply just protect Ukraine, they protect Canadians, Americans, they protect Europeans, they protect, protect people from all around the world. Ukraine is not only to defend, fighting to defend itself, they're fighting to defend us all. And for that reason, Canada has and will continue to step up. We've committed over $9.7 billion in assistance to Ukraine since February of 2022, including over $2.4 billion in military assistance. We've sent our tanks, we've sent artillery, guns, ammunition, and so much more. But we cannot stop. We need to keep going. We need to do more. I was very pleased. One of the coalitions that Canada belongs to is the Aircraft Coalition that's going to be providing and training Ukrainian fighters on the F-16 jets. Now, Canada doesn't have any F-16 jets. So previously, we contributed nearly $30 million to that coalition to help acquire those jets. We're providing English language training to those Canadian fighter pilots. We're also providing Canadian technologies for simulators training. But we need to do more. And so just last Thursday, I went to NATO and I, I have delivered to them $60 million Canadian dollars in order to provide support to those planes so that we can maintain them, that we can have the maintenance and the parts that we need to make sure that they're viable. And in my conversation with our allies, the Ukrainians are currently flying those F-16s over European skies and soon will be ready to bring, bring the, that, that capability to Ukraine in the fight against Russia. Today, I'm also very pleased to be making another announcement because Canada is not going to stop. We're still working very closely with Ukraines and all of our international partners to provide them with what we need. And one of the things that we have seen, I, I was explaining to Alicia today, among my NATO partners, our discussions are that no one knows how to fight the Russians better than the Ukrainians because they've been doing it for two years. They have been ingenious. The, the ingenuity of, of Ukrainian fighters and, and their industries utilizing unarmed, uh, un, unmanned aerial vehicles, drones, in, in taking that fight to Ukraine and defending their sovereign territory has been nothing short of extraordinary. And so working very closely to them, I'm very pleased today to be standing next to this device and to advise you that Canada is investing over $95 million to provide Ukraine with more than 800 Skyranger R-70 drones. These are made right here in Canada. This is a multi-rotor drone. It's developed, engineered, and manufactured at Teledyne, a Canadian company in Waterloo, Ontario. I'd like to take a moment, if I may, to, first of all, to give a special shout out to our colleague, Bartis Chager. She's the local member of uh, Parliament for Waterloo. And she has been advocating and been very instrumental in advocating on behalf of this company in a writing to join the ranks to create jobs for the local economy and to support Ukraine. The Sky Ranger R-70 drone is one of the best of its kind in the world. It can handle a variety of payloads up to three and a half kilograms, including payloads of munitions. And these drones are going to help Ukraine's frontline troops assess targets and threats quickly with accuracy and effectiveness. They have an automated and autonomous navigation system and their rugged design makes it possible to carry different camera systems and payloads that can detect, recognize, identify, and acquire targets. This drone is going to help Ukrainian troops identify individuals, vehicles, and heat sources from a long distance in dark conditions and in poor weather. We anticipate that the first systems will be delivered to Ukrainian armed forces 
this spring. They're in a hurry, and so are we. very grateful to our partners at Teledyne because this contract is also going to include spare parts and in-service support that will keep these units operational for as long as it takes. Drones have emerged, as I've said, as a vital capability in Ukraine's fight against Russian aggression. Ukraine's leaders have told Canada and our allies that they urgently need drones to support all aspects of their military operations. And today we are responding to that crucial need. I can also share with you and at NATO, we've established a capability coalition for drones. It's being led by our, our friends in Latvia and the United Kingdom. When I met with both of their defense ministries, I shared with them the investment that we are making and other work that we are prepared to take on, and we're joining that coalition along with other coalitions. Because it's not just about providing Ukraine with what they need today. It's about building the capability for Ukraine for the future. Because it's not just about winning this war. It's about creating peace and stability for the future. My friends, Canada will continue to back Ukraine in its heroic fight for freedom. We will not lose sight of the fact that this fight is crucial to upholding the international rules that keep us all safe. And as we head into February 24th, we'll be marking two years of terror for innocent Ukrainians. Two years of needless death, destruction and devastation. But also, as I've said, two years of bravery, resilience and courage on the part of the Ukrainian people. Ukrainians have inspired the world. They've inspired Canadians across the country. They have united the world in NATO. They have reminded us of the importance of investing in defense, that production is deterrence, and that, that the only response to a tyrant like Vladimir Putin is strength and resilience and a united purpose. He has united the world against that challenge. We will not forget Ukraine. We will never abandon Ukraine. We will stand with Ukraine. We will support Ukraine until it wins this war. I'm now very pleased to turn the, the, the mic over to Ann Bullock, who is the Vice President of Unmanned Aerial Systems at Teledyne, to provide you perhaps with more information about this important new investment. I want to hear this. I had a, I had a drone that we built that looks just like that Good for afternoon, everyone. videography years ago. I'm absolutely honored to be here today for Minister Blair's announcement of the acquisition of How our Sky Ranger R70 systems for Ukraine. We are proud to support D&D with our combat-proven multi-mission Sky Rangers out of Waterloo. The team in Waterloo designs, manufactures, and provides sustainment of drones and the associated payloads. From border security applications to situational awareness during covert missions to search and rescue in free flight or tethered, these systems deliver game-changing advantage. Our products have been deployed around the globe with law enforcement, government, military and corporate organizations to achieve their operational objectives. We are proud to support Ukraine with this acquisition and are dedicated to ensuring successful deployment of these systems in-country. The team in Waterloo is excited to start delivering the Sky Rangers and continuing to do so over the next year. Teledyne is committed to its Canadian operations with over 20 locations and almost 2,000 employees 
providing a wide range of products. This donation by Canada extends the array of military solutions Teledyne FLIR Defense is providing to Ukraine through governments worldwide. Thank you. And we'll now take questions. <coughs> oh my goodness. Has a camera on it, and uh, I'll tell you this: I bet you most of the, most of the parts for those things come straight from China, if not all of them. Assembled in Canada, but made in China. Is this what Ukraine was asking for? Yes, we've we've had and are in regular contact with Ukrainian officials, talking about what technologies they require and the type of investments we want to make. I think it's very important, and this is this is the work that that takes place not just between Canada and Ukraine, but among all of our NATO allies in the Ukraine Defense Contact Group. Mm -hmm. There we have a number of, I think, really important and useful mechanisms where we work very closely with Ukrainian industry, Ukrainian military, and their and their government to determine what they need. We look at what access, what capabilities we have in our own country that. that that can apply so. and then acquire what they re request. And, and they, there has, they have made ex extraordinary progress in the last two years in the use of drone technologies um, in the prosecution and defense, prosecution of Here's war the and the defense of their country. And so they've, they've told us very clearly they need many more drones. $95 capabilities. million. Dollars. And, and this particular device um, brings a, a, a utility that I think significantly enhances their capabilities. Um, particularly with its, its ability as, at some altitude to, to detect um, and, and to gather information that can be very useful in, in, as, as they defend their million country. dollars. Uh, yes, indeed. And Yvonne, I wonder if I might impose upon you because I think it's, it's, it's I'm important. I'm do some math. My God. Uh, thank you very much for the question. So, uh, merci beaucoup pour la question. That means each drone is worth $118,750. You have got to be freaking kidding me. I don't want to speak without facts, okay? But I'm just... $118,000 for one of those things? Years ago, when drone technology was really in its early stages, I had a friend who came to me because running a media company, we, um, I, I do videography. We, we, I produce videos. That's one of the things that I do. Commercial, like com commercials, industrial videos, training videos, the things of that nature. So I've been doing that for a very long time. And he said, let's build a drone to do aerial videography. And I don't know, man. Look, I don't, no, no, he says, I, I can, I, we can build it. I know how to do it. I have the technical, you know, knowledge. His name was Pedro. And uh, I said, well, okay. So we built a drone. 
to do aerial videography. This is like before you could get these drones at Best Buy and places like that. And we bought all the parts online and all the stuff comes from China. It was about the same size as that thing. It was, it's so powerful that, you know, if, if it, if you could probably chop somebody's head off with the thing, it was so powerful. Uh, so we built one of those things, but we built it even back then for, I think we had about $3,000, $4,000 into it. And today you could buy, you could probably build the same thing for half that. You, you put your GPS system into it for your navigation. You, I mean, I guess it depends on what else you're mounting on the things and how much of a payload you, you have. And, and, but $118,000? My God. I don't know, man. That seems excessive to me i mean you can go online here right here this is one of the main places people go hobby king you can buy all the stuff right here let me show you i bet you i bet you you can buy all this stuff online and build them everything you need $5.57 for the dome. The props are a buck fifty a pop. It's the radios and the uh the GPS system that you know cost more. Uh but this is the stuff you yeah, I had we we we, it, it, I didn't do much with that end of the company because the, I'll tell you, here's the truth. The depreciation happened too quickly. So we had several thousand dollars wrapped up in it. But within a year, the more people came online and were producing these things as well. So there was more competition the prices for producing these drones dropped it um <laughs> they got the, the drones got better very quickly so we were left with like a drone that we had built in the early part of of the industry the early stages of it but companies that came in later guys who were doing it later were building drones for a lot less money that were actually a little bit better because the technology continued to improve. And within a year and a half, you had DJI out of China producing consumer grade stuff or prosumer industrial quality stuff that um, made it of made the technology and the, the drones available to all kinds of videographers. So that the price of the prices you could charge for the service dropped a lot. Um, I'll tell you, I also was a crappy pilot at the time. So, um, 
anyway, we, we stopped doing that into the business. I bought the drone out. I owned it. And then one day, <laughs> here's true story. I was out in a farmer's field just test flying the thing. And it went up near some, not close, but close enough to some electrical wires where the GPS got scrambled. The thing turned and it came straight at me. And it, it literally took, almost took me out. I had to hit the deck. I laid down on the ground because I almost killed myself with the drone. It, it almost, it, it just flew right over my head and crashed into a gazillion pieces. And that was the end of that drone. Now I went later and I, I bought another one, but it was just one that was already made by DJI like everybody else does now. But I'll tell you, you could build, I think I could probably build one of those Sky Ranger drones with the parts that you can buy online for a whole lot less than, well, how much was that again? 118750 Now, I'm just saying, maybe they've got other features built in there, maybe security things and military stuff and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But the motors, the parts, I know what that thing is. <laughs> I know what that is. Taxpayers, are you awake? $95 million. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Just the tip. You know, um, well, here, you know what? This is a, a Sky Ranger R70, super versatile UAV. Here's a video from Robotic Center. I don't know if this is the same thing as what Canada is providing, but this gives you an indication of what it is. Now, this does look a little bit different, so maybe these are more, more robust than the kind of thing that we were building as an industrial quality drone. And I suppose it depends on the camera systems or whatever it is you're mounting on these, how much these things cost, right? But um, here's a look at one of these things. Same size. That's what we had. <laughs> I know somebody who runs a drone company. I should message her and ask her what she thinks. Because this is, as I say, the tip of the iceberg, folks. Um, the reason I say that is I believe the United States is looking at providing Ukraine with one million drones over the next year. Yeah, this is the, they're gonna donate here. This is the news release from Canada. 800 Sky Ranger R70 multi-mission unmanned aerial systems to Ukraine. That's this thing right here. This is an R70 unmanned aerial drone. So let's take a look, shall we, at the release. Get more information direct from the Canadian government. Here's the release. Bill Blair, Minister of National Defense. And can this released as part of that news conference. These drones valued at over $95 million will help Ukraine as it fights bravely to defend itself amongst Russia's illegal and unjustifiable full-scale invasion, it says here. 
So what? Give, let me see here. This multi-rotor drone is one of the best of its kind in the world and can handle a variety of payloads up to 3.5 kilograms, including munitions. These drones are critical for surveillance and intelligence gathering and can also be used to transport and deliver supplies. Canada is working with Ukraine on a training plan and delivery schedule with delivery expected to begin in the spring. Holy smokes. This donation is funded by the $500 million in military assistance for Ukraine announced by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau during his visit to Kyiv in June 2023. This donation will complement the over 100 high-resolution drone cameras sourced from I-3 Westcam that Canada previously donated to Ukraine. Today's donation is part of Canada's comprehensive military assistance to Ukraine since February 2022. 2.4 billion committed so far. I don't know, man. I just don't know. Knowing what I know about drones, my experience, and I'm... That seems like a whole lot of money to me. Somebody's getting rich. Somebody's getting rich. Holy smokes. I didn't, I, I knew this, I knew sort of the story, but I didn't realize. Whew. Holy smokes. I gotta, I'm gonna look into it more. That, that's got my antenna up. I'll be right back. The information war is raging. Truth without integrity is worth nothing. Maverick News. 
because those who have power and those who seek it must be held accountable. The world is watching. Join our family of truth seekers. Donate today and add your voice to the chorus of Maverick Knights. Donate at maverickdonations.com Truth Integrity It's the Maverick way. Maverick News The world is watching. Governments, military spending. It's like a... They spend it like water, don't they? Wow. Wow. Pretty high markup on that stuff. Big markup on that Arrive Can app, too, that Justin Trudeau had. Somebody produce that never really f met the or lived up to its, uh, I guess, billing. Not of any use to anybody. And uh, a lot of problems, cost overruns, 60 million smackers for that thing. And. Conservatives now using that as election ammo again today, saying the government has to be held, held to account on this, and uh, justifiably so. Massive expenditure, scandal. Here we go, off to Ottawa now, Parliament Hill, as the Conservatives outline a party motion at the House Committee studying the Arrive Can app. Good morning. I'm here with my colleague Andrew Shear as the Government Operations Committee is set to meet this afternoon where uh, common sense Conservatives will put forward a motion uh, summoning the principles of GC strategies to appear before the Government Operations Committee. Now GC strategies of course is the two-person firm who worked on Justin Trudeau's 60 million dollar arrive scam scandal but this, uh, this app had this $20 million contract where this company did no actual IT work and they have now twice refused to appear, uh, having been summoned by committee and the effect of today's motion will be to use the full power of the House of Commons um, to, uh, to have these individuals appear before committee. It's incredibly important when we have this report from the Auditor General that uh, revealed that this $60 million scandal with this app that uh, wrongly imprisoned uh, 10,000 uh, Canadians, wrongly quarantined them, um, didn't have proper management oversight and no cost controls, and of course uh, revealed that the app cost many millions more than the government had first disclosed. So today's motion is, is critical and it's going to be a real test of the NDP Liberal Coalition because we're going to find out if the NDP are prepared to provide the accountability and answers that Canadians deserve in Justin Trudeau's latest scandal 
and this is the this is the minimum that they can do. We understand that um, they've they've been in the practice of uh, of helping Justin Trudeau cover up his scandals, but in this case, Canadians deserve answers and accountability, and that's what our motion is calling for today. Alors, uh, les conservateurs de Gros Bon Sens annoncent que cet après-midi, uh, nous allons proposer introduire une motion uh, au comité pour insister que les propriétaires de GC Strategies se présentent pour témoigner. Uh, C'est un scandale uh, qui a impacté uh, les Canadiens, qui a, uh, qui a été tellement coûteuse, qui a coûté uh, 750 fois uh, le, le, la, le total uh, original. Uh, nous avons appris beaucoup d'informations selon le rapport de la vérificateur général. Okay, so enough of that. You got the idea. Uh, um, the arrive can scam continues. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect ultimately on that front. Um, Justin Trudeau was asked about it today and just kind of dodged the question again. And I'd like to know kind of honestly what's going on with this trucker blockade boycott thingy majiggy in uh, in New York um, I'm not seeing much about it does anybody know if it's actually happening because when I'm searching for the information I'm not seeing any actual actions being taken but it's supposed to be happening by now Trump I guess came out I think it was yesterday and through his support behind it actually here is here is Trudeau. I've got a clip of him responding to the Arrive Can thing today. It is, I think, uh, potentially one of, going to be one of the biggest election issues. So I'll run this and uh, let's bring you up to date with it. How did the government go so wrong with the Arrive Can app uh, contracting and development? And do you take responsibility for those failures? <laughs> There continue to be ongoing investigations, both uh, external and otherwise, into the contracting process. Uh, it is obvious that uh, the contracting process rules were not followed uh, in this case, and we need to make sure that there is accountability and transparency around that. But let us remember uh, that during the pandemic, uh, we were reaching out to try and keep people safe, keep people alive, uh, make sure that our economy didn't falter at a time where uh, everything was in question. Even in those most difficult times, we need to make sure the rules were followed. Uh, when uh, public servants in this case did not follow the rules adequately, there will be, uh, in, there are investigations and there will be consequences. Okay, so that from the same news conference we just brought to you. Oh, um, yeah, I'll come back to this other story of West, but first I just want to, again, just talk a little bit about this trucker boycott in, in New York. Maybe it just, maybe it's just more drama than substance, but this is the most current stuff I've been able to find on it, and uh, most of it is like from yesterday. Says here, truckers for Trump and Teamster members are starting the mass boycott of New York City deliveries today. That was yesterday, but I'm not seeing anything else from it. That's, I think, an old picture of Trump in a 
truck. And then there's this lady down here who says she's joining on uh, the, the boycott, this uh, interview on News Nation. It could shut New York City down. Um, and, you know, I don't want to hurt the people of New York. That's not what I'm trying to do. But my part in it, if, if New York just loses 10%, just 10% of the trucks that go in there, their prices are going to skyrocket on everything from milk to eggs to any type of goods that the consumer needs. And when that happens, it's going to cost everybody more money. Yeah, but not every truck driver is getting behind Chicago Ray's efforts. Many uh, drivers responded saying that they would not support the former president uh, because he was accused and now he's been found liable for causing fraud. Uh, they say also the New York City market is just too big to ignore. It could shut New York City down. Um, and so I don't know, man, like. Um, with I, I just. Anybody is anybody seeing anything on this? Because there's nothing that I can find on this today that is any more current than what I'm just showing you. And this is from yesterday. Anybody seeing anything out there? Let me just check the chat. Anything, anything, anything? I don't know. I don't. It, it just says to me that this hasn't worked. Because if New York was shut down by a trucker boycott, I don't think, I think we'd be hearing a whole lot about it. New York City is a pretty big place. Pretty big place. I don't know. Oh, boy. The chat's going a little bit... Uh, a bit crazy over here somebody wants a wrench or somebody wants me to give somebody a wrench and <sighs> yeah wonky man says if you bought it a truck brought it that is correct sir that is true and jilly bean says if J jilly if jilly bean had a wrench jilly bean would give a warning before laying the hammer down yeah, Rick, give Jilly Bean a wrench, SW says. I don't know what's going on in here. I, I can't monitor this stuff, so I don't even know why. What's happened in the chat tonight that uh, has everybody asking for Jilly Bean to have a wrench? I'm fair but firm, like when I work with offenders. Okay, I, maybe I should give Jilly Bean a wrench. Wrench me, Rick. I've never heard that term before. It's got a certain ring to it, doesn't it? Wrench me. <laughs> and Roger says, Teamsters Con Union. Um, and Jilly Bean says, we have a troll. Okay. I see. I see. Okay. All right, you give me a moment, and I don't know what to do. I don't know. I've got trolls in there acting out. Who are the trolls? Name them for me in the chat 
So I know who a troll is. The trolls are going to say that it's somebody else now, see. Yeah. Yeah, we do have a lot more viewers and viewers over on Rumble. What a mess. This stuff is getting to be with the chat and the trolls and the fake crap and the... I already have some mods helping out and they... I don't know. Back in chat again. I don't know what to do. Gonna have to have a conversation with somebody. I don't see a troll, says Pam. Oh, on YouTube. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, there's Gina. Okay, you know what, Gina? Um, I'm gonna leave it to you. Okay? You figure out what's going on because I, I'm just dipping in I don't know what's been happening in that chat. So thank you, Gina, as always. She'll take care of things in there, and then I can maybe make adjustments if necessary afterward. Thank you, Gina. Can always rely on Gina. Okay, let's get back to the news. If we have any, yeah, Trump supporting truckers, Val Boycott could shut down New York City after his $355 million fraud ruling. That's what came out yesterday. But I don't see New York City shut down today. I don't see much of a boycott at all. A lot of, a lot of hype, but I don't think anything's really happened. So here we are a day later. And it don't look like it's going down. So that's my assessment at the moment, unless somebody gives me some information. To the contrary, I have no reason to believe that there's anything of substance happening on that front today. Uh, did you know that Canada has a drug problem? No kidding. Oh, yeah. There's a new information out that I believe says Canada is the second most drug addicted country in the world. Let me see if I can find this for you. Yeah, here we go. Canada, the second most drug addicted country in the world. And then you wonder why we have mental illness issues. Look at this, Toronto Sun. Canadians are also highly addicted to social media and sugar. Yeah, no kidding. It says right here, many Canadians are addicted to drugs. In fact, the country is ranked as the second most drug-addicted country in the world. Topping the rankings was Romania with a score of 66.79. Canada has, for overall addictions, ranked 15th in the world based on an index score of 56.14 out of 100, whatever that means. I don't know. Um, the addictive behavior, it also, but it goes into addictive behaviors like for use for tobacco, alcohol, gambling, 
and it has a sex index score. And it talks about coffee, sugar, prescription drugs, even antibiotics. I don't know how you get addicted to antibiotics. I didn't know that antibiotics were addictive, are they? Maybe some are. I've That's news to me. All I know is that when you take antibiotics, you're supposed to take it until the prescription is finished to make sure that you kill off whatever, you know, whatever it is that you're supposed to be killing off. You don't want to leave any remnants of the, uh, of the stuff that's making you sick in your system. Otherwise, it can mutate and make super viruses and things. Super bacteria, I guess, really. Anyway, yeah, Canada. Second most drug-addicted country in the world. And then there was another story that came out yesterday praising safe injection sites or safe drug use sites um, where the government actually pays for the drugs even and will give them out at safe centers saying that they're saving lives. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, safe fentanyl? doesn't uh, doesn't make sense to me really I get that you don't want people using dirty needles and things like that but um, I don't know I just I, I I can't I can't quite resolve the conflict in my mind with that with regard to that issue where the government is giving out free, free, hard drugs like that. I can't wrap my head around the government's sending a million drones to Ukraine either, and I think there are even more coming from the European Union. That's a swarm, massive swarm of drones that Ukraine would end up using. Have they thought about maybe peace talks? That might work. That might be a good idea. But we're not going to quit, said Bill Blair of the Canadian government. We're not going to quit. Holy crap. Yeah. Well, okay. I think we've covered off most of the major news stories of the day, and I think what we'll do now is go to the phones, okay? Um, yeah, and I know that uh, some of you want to talk about what's going on in the chat, and we can address that to, to some degree here, but, you know, that's not really news. That's a bunch of um, drama. And, uh, you know, maybe I just I want to address the issue of this issue to some degree, I guess, before we open the lines. Um, for me, let me backtrack. Why did I get involved in doing all of this? Because I was 
upset about the lockdowns, right? Pandemic, like everybody else, the loss of freedoms didn't sit right with me, but the government did, so I sat down in this chair, resurrected a news platform that I had started on YouTube years ago, and got to work with Brendan to hold the powers that be to account, especially as the trucks were rolling toward Ottawa in that convoy. Prior to that, I had not really been aware um, of a freedom movement in this country because I don't think there was such a thing as a freedom movement in the country. There were groups out there, sovereign citizens movements and... Um, Various other organizations that were maybe, you know, connected, loosely connected. But the pandemic brought a lot of these groups together. Well, things have evolved since then. And, I mean, you all know the story of the convoy. And everybody talks about the freedom movement now. And today, in Ottawa, there was uh, a news conference. The second news conference within a week. Today's news conference involved some people who were talking about direct democracy and the creation of um, an association to defend democracy and fielding candidates who are independents without a political party, but still creating an organization that I think is, oh, if they like the word de facto, I'll say it's maybe a de facto party without being without calling itself a party so it's a, a loose organization of independent candidates if they manage to field enough so i mean i'm open to having a discussion with them here on the program if they want to come on but they they talked about it today but and then there was the news conference during the convoy anniversary second anniversary up in ottawa fair enough but you know what i noticed backlash from within the freedom movement people fighting instantly different groups this group fighting with that group that group group calling out that group this guy criticizing that guy this guy saying the people having the news conference don't speak for the freedom movement so i haven't really paid much attention to what they're doing up there because they're all fighting and you know over the last couple of years as i've been sitting in this chair what started out as a for me, a fight to restore freedom and a struggle to hold politicians accountable by simply showing people what they're doing evolved into something different. Where some, like as Brandon and I said, we're going to practice journalism here. And if somebody does something that's not right, we'll call it out over here. And if somebody on the government side does it, we're going to call it out over there. It doesn't matter who's acting inappropriately, we'll call it out. So that's what we did. That's what I've been doing. At least that's what I've been doing. Some people don't like that. And you know what I've discovered? Is that as I've been sitting here defending freedom and free speech... Not everybody who says they're for free speech really is for free speech. And so what you guys experienced with me over the last couple of days, this week, with somebody being in the chat, 
exhibiting what I would say is mental illness. Um, I'm not sure how genuine all of that was. Wasn't sure when they phoned me either. People talking about trolls and then I see what happened in there tonight with somebody coming back in the chat. The person, people who do things like that, people who have attacked this channel, have tried to get it shut down. The people who, um, you know, viciously attack me, who get in there and cause disruptions as trolls. You know where they're coming from. I hope you guys understand. Is they're coming from within the freedom movement. That's who's doing it. It's a funny thing about free speech. Seems to me that um, people on the extreme of this side or the extreme of that side politically, where it seems to wrap around and come together and converge, um, they won't want free speech for themselves. But when it comes to somebody they disagree with, they're not so much for free speech then. But if there's somebody they just don't like or that they see as a threat, well, you know, don't maybe try and get them shut down. What's the difference between that and cancel culture? Not much. The objective is the same. These people don't believe in free speech. They don't believe in freedom. They're fake. They're fake freedom fighters, and I've been calling them out for a long time. And we just had, you know, over the last couple of days, somebody in there saying that they're suicidal, causing all kinds of drama, phoning me up. And I have a recording of the conversation, by the way, folks. And I was able to triangulate the position of the person who called. Just so they know. It's a bunch of BS. Why would they do that? Trying to get a rise out of me, get a rise out of you, get everybody all jacked up, get everybody upset with each other, get us all fighting. Now that being said, what I said the other night still holds true. We need to be kind to each other. I have seen a rise in anger, hatred, intolerance it's in the chat it's everywhere folks it's everywhere right now our government's doing it to us some bad actors within the freedom movement are doing it to us some political forces from i think outside the country are doing it to us they're all messing with our minds throwing stuff at us on social media to get us jacked up And these people are vicious, some of them, and they are, they are within the freedom movement. There are some real good people within the freedom movement, and that's why I'm still sitting in the chair. And I really do believe in true freedom. But beware. There are deceivers among us, always have been from the beginning. They're out there posing as leaders and they have 
vicious, dangerous people with them. And they don't like me much. You know why? Because nobody owns me. Nobody. I feel pretty lonely here some nights. I'm not in the bag for anybody. They don't own me. They don't control me. Now, you want to do the right thing? You want to, you know, I'm not talking about you, but I mean, if somebody wants to have a genuine conversation about issues here, this is the place to come. But if, you know, these people, they're, they're no different than the politicians we have. Oh, our system is so corrupt and we need to do this and do that and, and we need to have us in power. They're just politicians too. Same damn thing. Different flavor. And they just want to tear it all down and replace it with their own thing. Be careful what you vote for or support. You might just get it. Tell you this. I know who I don't want running the country. People who engage in cancel culture over here. And I also don't want the people over here who attack people online, who attack live streamers, who attack owners of restaurants, who have different political views and go in and smear them online and get their cyber attack teams on them to viciously rip the business apart. That's just digital brown shirting. Unacceptable. Hacking. Getting a team of people together to leave negative reviews for a business to destroy someone's livelihood. That's exactly the kind of stuff that people, real freedom fighters, have been opposed to from the beginning. You think back. Isn't that what we're against? But I see so many people following people who advocate for it, uh, tolerate it, allow it, and even encourage it quietly. Not me. Mm-mm-mm. These people don't deserve our support. Now, I do apologize if anybody felt like I was targeting them in my little speech the other night. My pep talk, if you will, was not targeting anybody specific. When this person called, they named names, but I don't go back and look through all of the chat stuff. That being said, I do know that we've had some issues in the chat, and I have had other complaints from people as well, because I know that people are being affected psychologically um, in a way that has, has made people less kind, even a little mean-spirited sometimes. And I think people's comments go a little too far, have been going a little too far, 
and have been sometimes a little crude maybe or offensive to some people and that makes some people feel not welcome and i've had people who are who have been regular viewers part of our maverick family who have left because of it and not just within the last like day or two i'm talking weeks ago a few weeks ago i even had some guy threaten to sue me for some of the stuff that people are saying in the chat i also have had and this is not just so much at our aimed at our family our community here we get people in there who are malicious and engage in this kind of behavior say really negative things they call for violence and you've seen me call them out and eject them i won't tolerate it i won't tolerate calls for violence first of all it's illegal secondly it's not what we're about here at least not what i'm about and some of them get in there and they say these things on purpose so that you know even i've even had community guideline warnings from youtube for things people say in the chat and those are the people who know what they're doing might get the channel shut down and they do it on purpose because they don't want someone like me exposing them or what it is they really stand for they're afraid of us so be it so be it you want truth you want real truth i'll give it to you as soon as i find it and they don't want that so i think you guys know what i'm talking about and uh and especially to the mods in there thank you for the work you're doing and uh you know i kind of leave it up to you guys to do the best you can in there i trust you i can't monitor it and to the mods thank you because it's a tough thing right and you take it on the chin too when you make a decision where you have to say hey that guy's out of line now we do have people who come in there who have mental health issues because they're exposed to so much negative crap out there and there are a lot of people are under stress, financial stress, family stress, loss of jobs, relationships blown up during the pandemic, all kinds of different issues. And it's a terrible situation. And there are things happening online that fill people's heads with crazy thoughts. So, yes, I've said if you have crazy thoughts, you can call here. And I'm not a counselor, but I will help people get the help that they need. And I will always give people who are in stress or in need, you know, an ear. I'll listen. I care. And I just my message really to everybody in the chat and the family is and i think you already know this we need to just be maybe a little more mindful of what we're saying how we're saying it and realize that just one wrong word to somebody who's on the edge might result in something tragic so we have to take it seriously when someone does come in there and they are saying they might do something crazy you have to take it seriously. Now, that being said, once something like that is identified, we do need to deal with it. That's not the forum for someone who's having crazy thoughts to 
air their personal problems and seek counseling. Now, if you have a problem and you want to reach out, you can do that, but we can't allow the chat either to become, you know, a group therapy session. That's not what it's for. We're here to have discussions on issues and share information and make it a social place. That's what it's for. And it's supposed to be a welcoming, open environment for free speech and sometimes heated debate. And that's all fine. But there are lines that we shouldn't really be crossing. And this is not the place for counseling or therapy. So if you have an issue, you might you feel free to say, hey, guys, you know, um, maybe could could. I'd like to reach out or connect with somebody, whatever, or just phone me after or during the day. My phone number is easy to find. It's all online. I can be reached as I was the other night by Toronto Maple Leaf guy. And that conversation was enlightening, unusual. I'd say the guy does have mental health issues, definitely, but he's also causing problems. And I now see that what the real motivation was behind it was to cause disruption and divide and cause fights. And I know where that comes from. And as I say, I was able to actually get the guy's phone number, call him back. He was surprised when I did that. Thought that his number had been blocked, but he didn't block it properly, and it was here. So I called him back. How did you get my number? Well, you didn't block it properly. And from that, I was able to figure out where he is. I know who he is. I know where he is. I know what he is. And I have his voice. And yeah, he played me. Jilly Bean says he played Eurick. Yeah, played us all. But when somebody says they're going to kill themselves, you have to take it seriously. But in the back of my mind the whole time, I'm thinking, how seriously should I be taken? That I have to take it seriously because it's such a serious thing to say. And nobody should ever joke about it or deceive somebody on that front. But this person, I'm certain, has because they're vicious. And as far as they're concerned, the end justifies the means. And they will lie, cheat, steal, and maybe go even further to achieve their objective. Make no mistake of that. So, moderators ban away. Because what this person was engaging in was not free speech. And while they do need help, they're not suicidal. So they can go find help someplace else. Because they've been unleashed on me and you. By someone or some organization within the freedom movement. That really f disappoints me. It disheartens me. It makes me wonder, what am I, what am, where am I supposed to go?
with this. It's hard to know who the good guys and the bad guys are right now. The people that I've been sitting here with you trying to defend and support and prop up and save, frankly, from time to time from bad actors and bad ideas. Some of them are the ones who've turned around and they come here to attack. I'm not interested in your stupid petty squabbles, your personal crap, your juvenile disputes. The world is in need of repair. Our country needs restoration. I'm busy trying to do productive things. I don't care about all this crap, the stupid ideas that never go anywhere, the false promises, the empty hope, the politics that's misguided, misinformed, and just downright stupid, a lot of it. Not interested. I want to deal with real things, find real solutions to the real problems that we're dealing with every single day right now. Because people are desperate. People are hurting. People are suffering. And we need to fix things. And the people coming here causing problems, they're not the ones who are going to help us find solutions. So moderators, as I say, you ban away. You see problems in there like that, they're gone. That's not an assault on free speech on our side. That's us preserving free speech because what they're doing is they're trying to shut us down and shut me up and shut you up and divide everybody here by getting everybody to fight. They wanted me to go off and start naming names and turfing people, ejecting this guy and ejecting that guy. And that's why I didn't name names. Now, I don't think I'm out of line saying, hey, let's dial it back a little bit and find some compassion and some love in our hearts and some tolerance because that's what we need to be about here because I'm seeing that same crap go on in other in other places I see fear-mongering going on everywhere because they're just getting people jacked up for political purposes to use you as a pawn and that's not what I'm doing here I refuse Absolutely refuse. There are good people out there, though. Lots of them still trying to do good things. I'm going to try and identify those folks. It's a little difficult from time to time right now because so many people are misrepresenting themselves. But I will continue to try to do that. I, I vow that I will. I will try to get us all closer to the truth. I'm still old school, I guess. When it comes to journalism. There you go. 
Let's take a break. I have just a little tiny bit of money in that phone system. We're going to chew up what's in there. Not much, but uh, we'll get the phones fired up and uh, we'll start taking a few calls and hopefully we can get back on track with some news of the day with having you weigh in. Be back on the other side of this. The information war is raging. Truth without integrity is worth nothing. Maverick News. Because those who have power and those who seek it must be held accountable. The world is watching. Join our family of truth seekers. Donate today and add your voice to the chorus of Maverick Knights. Donate at maverickdonations.com Truth Integrity It's the Maverick way Maverick News The world is watching you can support the show by well here you know what let me get this phone line set up here well I've got the opportunity okay because if I don't do it quickly the system kicks out so hang on all right that should do it we're ready to rock and roll Yeah, you can help us fund this phone system. And I've still got the old one. I'm, I think I got a new one that we're going to get hooked up this week. Um, a different one again. Uh, the other one just wasn't quite up to our standard of what we needed to do. But uh, you can support us by donating at maverickdonations.com. That's one way. That's the give, send, go. Really could use your support over there. Um, you can also donate through freedomreporters.com. We do have Knights of Malta t-shirts or Maverick News t-shirts. Any donation, $30 or more, and I'll send you a t-shirt. We have the embroidered shirts, $60 donations or more. And I can send you an embroidered long-sleeve Dickie shirt. Or um, got a few hoodies left. And some sweatshirts for $60 or more. But you'll have to message and see if I have the right size in stock for you on those things. The t-shirts we should have plenty of, and I've got some uh, I've got some new ones coming. I don't get a lot made at any given time, just a handful, because I don't know how many people are really going to end up buying them, right? But we have sold a few, and I greatly appreciate the support you guys have, have come forward with. Um, and, you know, by the time we ship the stuff out, we don't really make very much at all on the shirts but i'm happy to send them to you for the donations and uh i guess that just uh, brings us a little closer together too so that being said i'm going to run the promo now to give you guys the phone number to call here we go okay mavericks it's call-in time Join the conversation at 1-902-200-4222. 
That's 1-902-200-4222. Exercise your right to free speech. Call 1-902-200-4222. Call now at 1-902-200-4222. Maverick News. Call now. The world is watching and listening to you. Okay, we are all set up and ready to take our first call of the night, and I think I know who it is. Hello, my friend. How are you tonight? Rick, it's Leo, man. What's happening? You tell me, sir. You bring me up to speed. I'll bring you up to speed. Last night, everybody thought I left the chat. I didn't leave the chat. I watched the whole show. I read the chat as it was coming down. I didn't want to spoil the mood. Right, so I stayed out of the chat and I read it all, whatever. Right, and it was going really, really south. Okay, uh, and then today I came on the chat and uh, another guy came on as uh, the press guy mm-hmm. and said, "Just to let you guys know that the Toronto Maple Leafs guy committed suicide last night." Now, your mod took it down in Rumble, and I'm thinking, just shaking my head, going, Un- "Unbelievable!" Right. Uh, through our little investigation, thanks to uh, Paul, he checked and somebody else checked that the account for the Toronto Maple Leafs guy was canceled yesterday, and the new one for the uh, the press guy was made up today, right? So it's the same person playing game. Yeah. You know, if you want to play games like that, you're in the wrong you're in the wrong place. Okay, so we called the spade a spade, and that was a troll right off the hop, right? So a lot mm-hmm. of people got pissed off because the guy outed me. In, in the chat on Rumble, right, out of me as mm-hmm. the person. What happened was I remember the, from the night before, the Toronto Maple Leaf guy came on saying uh, uh, that he attempted suicide three times, or a few times, didn't give a number, but a few times, and it didn't work. And me, as a sports fan myself, with the Detroit Lions, okay, that haven't won since not in my lifetime, and they may not ever win, right? So we get ridiculed. And I'm thinking, okay, well, Tron Maple Leafs fan, you can't even kill yourself the first time, okay, as a, a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? And it just went south from there. So I felt bad about it, right? So I stayed out of the chat, and I watched the chat, and I see what was going on, and I'm like, whatever. Okay, so he exposed himself today. You know who it is. Yep. I'm pretty sure I know who it is, okay? And I've had issues with this person before, right? So water under the bridge we knew it was a troll and as soon as he came on the name came on as the press guy right away bingo okay it's the same person so we'll move on from that yeah i watched a show the other night on first we're going to get into it after hours i got nothing to do so i like to i like to read a lot right uh online about uh different cultures and history and stuff like that uh, of the uh, even 1760 or 1745 the Scottish uprising that happened in Scotland 
the Battle of Culloden and the British came and this and that. So now I'm into the U.S. history a lot right now, right? And I'm into uh, 1775, and that was a remarkable year in U.S. history. That was the rising of the revolution that started. And it started, a lot of people don't know, the regulators down south, okay, they were made up of Scottish and Irish and whoever, the immigrants, right, were being taxed so heavily, okay, that they couldn't take it anymore. The British came in, started taking their livestock and everything else, their farms. You know, at first they gave them the land, everything else, do what you got to do, and then they came in, and they overtaxed them. And that's how it started was the overtaxing. So when I see the uh, rising of, let's say, uh, uh, the economic thing that's happening in uh that's going to happen if it hasn't happened yet in New York City. Okay, it's going to manifest into a national strike. That's the only way you can shut down these governments, right? Uh, when we're paying sixty-seven percent in tax in Canada or more, okay, uh, enough's enough. When you can't afford to eat, it's just it reminds me of seventeen seventy-five. They couldn't afford to eat. They couldn't afford to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the government will come. At the end of the day, the government and the banks will come in and foreclose on all your shit. And you have nothing, and you're going to like it. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So I like watching that uh, and reading stuff like that, right? Uh, yeah. But I watched something the other night on the topic of, uh, how do I say this, because you're on YouTube, right? Uh, those things the government came out with uh, that you stick up your nose and they do the test. Oh yeah, yeah. I know, I know the name. I'm not going to say it. Everybody in here knows the name. Well, there was a company. I think it was in Oshawa that had all these tests, boxes, millions and millions of dollars. Okay, and they signed a contract with the government. Now they're trying to sue the government. Well, these tests were supposedly made in Canada. They were not made in Canada. They were shipped in from China and India, yeah. and they put a canadian sticker on them and that's all they had to do to become a manufacturer they were never manufactured none of it was manufactured in canada they put the canadian sticker on it and now it becomes through law and the loopholes in the law becomes manufactured in canada similarities to the drone none of these drones are being made in canada all those little plastic pieces and all the components and all that crap you hit it bang on rick it's coming from where southeast asia Asia, China, 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 China. as China, as Donald China. Trump would say, China, China, China. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and at a whooping cost of one hundred and five thousand dollars. Okay. <laughs> look at Amazon. Remember, Amazon wanted to do deliveries with these drones. Yep. A couple years back, there, mm-hmm. there's talk about Amazon doing these deliveries. They're the same same drones 3.5 kilograms in weight they can lift yep they're the same drones that amazon wanted to use and you know amazon wasn't paying no hundred and five thousand dollars a drone nope i don't think so and it's the same technology and it's exactly the same technology the gps with amazon to get to your doorstep okay the cameras the whole nine yards the whole shebangies okay <laughs> so this is gonna this is gonna be pretty funny when it unfolds because this is bigger gonna be bigger than the arrive scam. Yeah, and then I see that the U.S. government w- wants to send them a million drones. Now I don't know what kind of drones they're going to send. 
there are different kinds, and some of them are big, and they're military kind of drones, and some of them are drones that blow up. They're kamikaze drones. They're all kinds of different drones. But what he had on display there, Bill Blair here in Canada, those 800 drones, those R-85s, I'm looking at that, and I know how to build that. It's not much different than the thing we built years ago. So, no, it's... It's insane. Yeah. It, it's insane. Okay, now, 3.5 kilograms is really not that much. I checked out the weight of a hand grenade today since uh, we were talking, uh, since I was watching your show. And I think the weight of the hand, hand grenade is 750 grams, so that's a pound and a half. Yeah. Okay, so these things can lift two hand grenades and dump them wherever they go to dump them. <laughs> You know what we really need to be worried about? We're getting scammed. terrorists. Terrorists. Because they can go to Best Buy or they can just buy that stuff online and build drones too. Yes, they can. 100%. You just gave them the recipe. Oh, I'm sure they've had the recipe. Oh, yeah. Okay, but they just gave them the recipe for disaster. You know, and you could do it from away, far yep. away. Yep. Some of these drones, you, you get uh, 20 kilometers out of them, right, uh, yeah. in range. So you could do you could plan your uh, your your little attacks and this and that for, for miles away and probably never get caught. Oh yeah, right. Uh, I don't. We're living in dangerous times, and uh, who's to say? Well, we know Russia probably has that EMP, right? And they'll shut down all of it. I think we're foolish you know, to think that that, they, that you know uh, that Russia doesn't have or isn't developing this anti-satellite technology. And I'll go further and say I think the United States probably has similar technology um, that they're working on if they they probably already have it both sides probably already have it they just need the funding now to deploy it but i bet you they do yep uncle xi next door in russia in china uncle xi will send them the, the technology you don't think they don't have it you're living on the moon yeah they've already stole all that from north america and everything else they could, right? Yeah. So, you know, we're living in some crazy times, folks. Uh, somebody else wants to call in. I see in your chat, Chili Bean, the one who wants to become a mod. Oh, yeah, okay. Wants to call into your chat. So call in, Chili Bean. Rick's waiting for you. You want to be a mod, you got to sell yourself. Hang on here. Let Nobody me... Nobody gets in. It, it's like, uh, what did we say, uh, Donald Trump would say? You don't pay, you don't play. <laughs> you got to sell yourself. Hang on, I want to see if, if this Nato. is I, this says it's John on the line. Let's see if this is our John or the other John. Which John do we have on the line? I'm the one that talked to you the other night. Well, hello, John. Are we right? Okay, or wrong I want to say you? something. Yeah, you go ahead. You're wrong. Okay. You're wrong. You know, and I'm willing. Okay, mm -hmm. you think I'm such a fraud and I'm full of shit and all this. I'm willing to meet you okay, in person, and you can see for yourself that I am exactly what I said I was, and I spoke the truth. Okay. okay? I, am no, I am no fucking troll. Okay. Okay? And I am depressed, and I am suicidal, okay? And I did reach out only because you said to reach out, me, like I said the other night. Yeah. It wasn't. I don't go online. I don't talk online. I sit back. I listen. I watch how people chat with each other. 
Okay, I, I'm not very. Um, well, since the pandemic, I ha- I'm not social at all. Okay, yeah. I've been stuck in my apartment for almost four years. I don't go out. I'm bedridden. Okay, as I told you the other night, I'm vaccine injured. I'm disabled. Okay. Okay, I got cancer. I got lung problems. I got heart problems. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to ask John. Uh, Why would you you come in the chat, John? Why would you come in the uh, chat and say that Toronto Maple Leafs guy committed suicide? Okay, I didn't do that. I don't know why someone's playing off of what's going on, but that's just because everybody's just bashing me. See, that's why okay. this, this so is the stuff. Jump on it. Yeah, John, okay. this is this and, is and, this and, is and, the uh, stuff that made me think that you maybe were not genuine. And then I tried to phone you back, and I couldn't get through. So there were, you know, markers out there yeah. that indicated that yeah, see, this might be see, a problem. I have a phone. My phone services through Rogers. Yeah. And when Rogers set my phone up, okay, I had them block my name and my phone number. That was part of the agreement when they give me my phone. It's to block my phone number and that okay and when my number went through and you got my number that's fine but i wasn't happy with that because i'm a very private person okay i don't like to air my laundry with anybody i don't i'm not uh, someone that puts my hand out and grips as some people would say all right i have no food in my cupboards i haven't eaten for four days Okay, so I'm not no drifter. Okay, I said exactly everything I needed. I said last the other night was the truth, and like I said, I have no problem meeting you in person. I remember you from when I was young. I met you before when I was young, and I told you I thought you were an upstanding gentleman. I tried. And that's why. That's why. That's why the other night. That's why the other night. I'm talking. That's why the other night. I'm going to apologize to you, okay? Because when I'm in chat, I say a lot of crazy fucking shit. Yeah, well, yeah, I know you do. Okay, you talk. You know, like first of all, if this is this with Toronto Maple Leafs fan, when you say you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, and and you say that you want to try and kill, or you tried killing yourself. Okay, all Toronto Maple Leafs yeah, fans, I did. in my eyes, as a joke, well, fucking do that, okay, as a joke. No. You know, the last time I wow. tried to commit suicide was Christmas. And I tried it 12 days before that on my birthday, the 12th. What what part of the country? Okay. No, I have, I can show you the scars, okay, no, on my no, arms. You don't have to show me nothing. What part of the country yeah. are you in? What are do you mean? I'm in, I'm in Ontario, in yeah. Ontario? Yeah, Rick well, knows. I'm in Hamilton. I have no problem saying it. I'm in Hamilton. Okay? Well, I got friends in I live, Hamilton. I, I, live got, in the, I, I live in the, Hamilton. I live in the mountain. I live on the mountain in the Hamilton East Mountain. I'm not scared to say. It. Like I said, I'm not a fraud. I said what well, I said. Nobody's here to scare you. Nobody's oh, you know, scare you're sitting you're, here. You're I'm sitting here talking to you. I'm sitting here talking to you guys, and the and the fucking line is bashing me. So you know what? Why would anybody, okay, first of all, why would anybody, you know, I regret reaching out. I should have just did what I said I was going to do, kill myself. But I reached out. But why would anybody reach out to use people, okay, when you turn around and you jump on them and you don't help them? 
But I heard you, Leo, the other night. Yeah, you're you get the biggest fucking heart. Okay, you'll help call you. Okay, you were all oh. over that woman. You were all over that woman that was in the uh, the wheelchair. I'm pretty much in her her position. Now the only and if you heard what she said, she said that she thinks about doing me too. But the only thing that stops her is her son. That's it. Only reason. But she feels like she's a burden in this world. And, and lucky for her, and lucky, okay, and lucky for her, she's got someone that loves her, a boyfriend. Okay, when my girlfriend found out after eight years, okay, me being with her, that I was, okay, that I got cancer and that I'm dying, she ghosted me. And I haven't heard from her now for three years. I don't have family. My mom died from brain cancer. My dad from lung cancer. I have five brothers. They want nothing to do with me because they're all rich millionaires and I'm on disability. I have no one. So I, like I said, Rick, I told you, I opened my heart up. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and part of me regrets it now because of everything that's gone down, all these people bashing me and you know, if, if, if I didn't feel like I wanted to kill myself before, reading all this shit here just makes me want to do it even more because it just shows me how fake they all are. People don't come in the there, there is There yeah, is no I, help. I, there, I, there is no help. There's no, I, there's I, no I, compassion. Yeah, but, but listen, I've you're, never you know, heard this of freedom it. movement, this freedom movement that you talk about is supposed to be filled with love and compassion. How many, uh, I, I get sick of listening to you people tell each other that you love each other. How do you love fucking each other if you're not fucking helping each other? And you're going to turn your back on somebody when they reach out. You know, I've went to the council. I've went to Yes, it was. Yes, it was for me. Maybe, maybe not for you. Maybe not for you. But for me, that for was reaching out. The chat deserved it. I don't think for anybody on the chat deserved it. That okay, but I'm saying, I said you. I didn't say hey, the Leo, channel. I'm having a problem. I'm having a problem, Leo. What's your phone number? My phone number is 226-506-2054. Why don't you, yeah, I know your phone number. I know your phone number. You put it out there many times. There you go. Okay. Call it. I won't call you, though. You can't help. You can't help. Well, then you're not reaching. There you're you not go. can't help. Okay, you know you why you can't help? You know why you can't help? I'll tell you why you can't help. You can't help because you can't. You're not going to make my situation any better. You're not going to take my cancer away. You're not going to take my debt away. You're not going to put food in my fucking fridge. Okay? You're not going to pay my rent. Okay? I'm on the verge of losing my apartment and ending up on the fucking street because I just had to claim bankruptcy last week. Because I... Loved my ex-girlfriend, and she maxed all my credit cards up, and she maxed them out to $30,000. Was supposed to pay me back, never did. Here's Don't, story for you. you know, you, should, you shouldn't, you shouldn't judge you. somebody unless you walk on their shoes. No, no. Here's a good story for everybody in the chat. In 2008, okay, when I got out of prison, I had nothing. I got home to my house that I own with the union job, my kids. My wife was having an affair. Okay, I lost it to the point where I was walking across the company road, the busiest road in Windsor, without even fucking looking. Okay, I was searching for the guy with a 12-inch screwdriver to stick in his fucking head. Luckily, somebody called the cops. And the cops got me with the screwdriver. They said, what are you doing with that? 
business. It's none of your business. They knew what I wanted to do with it. Everybody in town did. I got to see, I got two options. Put me back in a, in a cage or go see a psychiatrist. I went and seen a psychiatrist for the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, the only psychiatrist I've seen. Okay, and listen. You got to listen. Mm-hmm. And this was, this is what she told me. Okay, and I've never seen a psychiatrist again. She said you're suffering from a self-deflated eagle. The breakup, the kids, jail, this and that, which made fucking sense to me. It wasn't drugs, wasn't alcohol, none of that shit because I wasn't using any of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I seek the help. Okay, and there was outreach programs, this and that. I didn't attend any of them. I just took it with a grain of salt that my my ego was deflated from the relationship. Okay, having kids, mortgage, job. Okay, well, first of all, I don't. That, I've never. I've never done drugs. Okay. I've never done drugs except you know the ones that the psychiatrists or doctors prescribe. Okay, I don't drink. I don't smoke. Okay, I've been to counselors. I went to the number one psychiatrist, okay, in Ontario back about 20 years ago. And she told me that if you want to kill yourself, no amount of counseling, no amount of medication is going to stop you. If you want to do it, something is going to push you over the edge. And yeah, I've tried many times. Okay, my dad even said before he died, I told Rick just the other night, told me I'm such a loser that I can't even kill myself. That's how much of a loser I am. Well, that ain't right. Okay. That ain't right. You need to get, you, know, you need to get and, around and you know, positive people, but get around positive people, ASAP. Don't tell me there's nobody out there because I'm not. No, there isn't. There isn't. There isn't. Counselors still can't make you feel worse. I live in a land of compassion. There's people around me all the time. Even when I don't want them around, they're still around. So, John, um, you've got my phone number, my direct personal line. So, Mm -hmm. uh, can you call me when the show ends? And if you'd like to meet in yeah, person, I I, I'll meet you in person, or we can chat on the phone, or whatever you want to do, okay? Yep, and, yep. And um, COVID, Warrior 77 can shut the hell up, okay, because I'm not a fraud, okay? So if you want to try sue me, sue me for what? I just claimed bankruptcy. No, people people think you're think you're a fraud because they think you're the the guy that canceled his... Can't uh, get blood from the stone. It came back as uh, uh, the depressed guy. They, maybe you're not. Well, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. I have my, I had, I made that profile, Maple Leafs one, because I was going to reach out. I have my, my official one, and I'm, I can't talk with that one because Gina uh, uh, muted me because I said something about the convoy, and I voiced my opinion, which I shouldn't have got muted. But because everybody's entitled to their opinion. I wasn't mean to anybody. And I'm not a mean person. I get people treating me like garbage. Like I just said, I got friends everywhere, okay, even in your town of Hamilton that are on in this group, okay, friends that I've known for years. Okay, if you're not, if you're not eating well, my friend, you call me. You got my number. Okay, I, I'm not. Don't think it's a handout or anything. 
No, I don't take I don't take anything a lot from of anybody. Are, bro, listen, a lot of people are struggling in this country. I'm fortunate enough to have a great fucking You don't do anything job. that you and I agree on, uh, 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 Leo? There's one thing exactly. that you and I agree on. Is that fucking Ron Clark is an idiot. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I, I bet we got more that we agree upon besides Ron Clark, quite frankly. Okay. But... He he raped a woman in Ottawa when he was in Ottawa. I don't know any of that, but I okay. do know I don't like him. Okay, but he's a, he's, a, he's a drifter. I, he's a drifter. If anybody is right. a drifter, he's a drifter, not me. Well, we we and, and John, we need to and I and, and care, I know that be careful what we fine. say I about people. Rick. None of that's okay. been proven in court, and and I don't know if any of that is true at all. And we can't just make you know, those kinds just, of accusations he heard, he read, here. He's seen the video. I know. He addressed it once in one of his videos a long time ago. But anyway, yeah, I'll call you after the show, Rick. And I'll, I'll make a read my number to you somewhere. Yeah. Okay? Tech, just okay? like I said, I'm not a frog. All right. You know, and John, I will... Every day I, I wake I, up and I cry. Yeah, And I need to apologize to you I, because this... All, this really started to look like it was people, somebody playing a game. A troll. And we saw somebody in the chat tonight doing exactly that. So it, it looked to, to, to us like depressed guy was you when it wasn't. But this is because I get this here quite a bit. And um, when I spoke to you the other night on the phone, I totally believed everything. But then since then, other stuff has happened that made me believe that maybe this wasn't a genuine thing. So I'm so glad you called tonight. And please reach out to me. Call me when we're done. And we'll have uh, a Like I said, I can, prove every, I can prove everything about yeah. me is the truth. Okay. I'm not okay. afraid. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just talk, okay? Yep. And that's that's the better place for, to do it. So we don't have to do this thanks all out in public, right? Yeah, and we'll you and I will just. I'm glad you we'll called. Talk. Yeah, me too. I'm glad you called. Really, I am. That made my day. Yeah. Okay. There are there are people in the, the the chat that are nice, and there are people in the chat that are just full of shit. Yeah, and you know what, John? Like okay. I, I'll tell you like this. Said, okay, I've been, wa- yeah. I've been watching Leo, the show since day one. Yeah, and I like I said, I sit back and I watch how everybody interacts with everybody. Okay, and, and I'm not you, like I said, I yeah. I don't like to in, get I, into I, the conversations with everybody because. Yeah, you're right. I I don't have a lot of the same opinions as a lot of the people in the chat. Mm-hmm. Okay, but. You know, some things I do. I'm vaccine injured. I have four vaccines. I'm I'm injured. Okay. I'm, okay. And you, you know, know what? Like, I, I think maybe there's some misunderstanding. Leo's got a huge heart. And, you know, as you guys are sitting here talking right now. And I, I'm telling you, Leo does care about you. I care about you. Well, the only thing I would say to Leo is this. It really makes me feel really shitty. When you sit online and you talk about how fucking rich you are. I'm not. Okay. I'm how not. well off you are. Okay. I'm not, when I'm not when, rich when at someone likes me, okay, just, you know, you say you, you keep saying that you make over $100,000 a year or something like that. Okay. And I'm $150,000 I, 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 I have, you know, like I said, 30000 in debt. Okay. Just had to clean bankruptcy. I get $1,200 to live on a month and my rent's 900 Okay. 
after I pay my cell phone bill and my cable bill, there's nothing left for food. My my lawyers are eating up me like no tomorrow, John, and I'm not going to let it get to me. Oh. Anyway, John, take all the money in the world. Take all the money in the world for yeah. me, and you know what? At the end of the day, as long as I have my happiness, I don't give a shit. Thank you for letting me talk. Yeah, just thank you for calling, John. Air. I'll I'll speak I'll to you after you the show. Yep. Bye. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye for now. Okay. There you go, Leo. And uh, good call. Yeah. And we'll. I guess I'll move on. I've got other calls in the queue. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you calling too. Thank you. As always. Okay, let's move on to, I think this is Zandy. Sandy. Sandy. Hello, Sandy. Sandy. <laughs> Hello, sir, Rick. How are you? I am okay. Glad to hear I'm from gonna you. I'm going to pray for John. Good. I'm going to pray for him. I see a lot of that in my town, too. But you know what? I'm learning to be blessed. I'm learning to be positive. I keep positive and my family close to me. And my enemies closer, but I don't have that many. (laughs) (laughs) Can I ask you something? Ask away. What does fear-mongering mean? What does fear-mongering mean? It means trying to just... You're trying to scare people with information. Oh, I've never heard that term for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, well, it's just it focus only on negative hurt. things mm-hmm. and, you know, talk about all the yeah. terrible things going on just to, to get people really emotional and angry and scared and full yeah, of fear. So fear mongering. So maybe I should have said fear mongers. <laughs> yes, that's what they are. Right. That's fear mongers, fear mongers. You know what? You have Leo on here all the time, and he's such a good talker. Yes, he is. Leo is good. I like Leo. He's a good guy. Well, I'm glad you like Leo. He's somebody yeah. you'd want to keep around for a while. <laughs> he has been around for a while. He's a he's a fixture around here now. <laughs> Somebody that you would want to keep close to. <laughs> he's close. He's here just about every night. Whenever he's there's like a call, a big he's brother. here. He is. Yeah. He's like a big brother. <laughs> indeed, indeed, he is. Yeah. He's, yes, I'm. I have something coming up, and I've been talking to you about it, like mm-hmm. for a, I, for a while now. Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. So I have a date. Yeah, I have a date coming up. Mm-hmm. It's soon. We've been talking for, we've been talking since like Christmas, before Christmas. He's amazing. He is, uh, I don't want to say his name because you probably will know him. (laughs) I can't stop giggling. You're like a school girl. (laughs) I'm like a school girl again. We talk every day, every night, till almost like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, and our date is coming up. So, he's very street smart. He's more street smart than I am. 
Mm-hmm. He knows about it. Um, I when I do, I haven't even told my family. I've told nobody in my family about well, him. Well, no, no, know. well, nobody will know now because you know nobody's listening at <laughs> all. <laughs> no. Okay, thank See. you. <laughs> See, your secret is safe phone. here with all of us. I know because I've been keeping it so hush-hush, right? And he is a private person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't do drugs. He's not into it. He's too busy enough as it is, right? He wants me to go with him, whether it's here or the U.S. We're going to meet halfway. I have to do my passport first. And he says to me, you know what? Don't worry about it because you're going to be with me anyway. I see. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He yeah. is so understanding. We're the same age. Well, that's I'm 57. good. He's... Yeah. Pardon? That's good that you're close to the same age. We're Generally. close to the same age. Yeah. Yes, we have so much in common. It's like I'm like, I'm almost like hanging myself upside down. <laughs> it's, I, I feel like a teenager again. See, and that gives, that, that makes the world a better place. Look how many years, but look how many years. Yeah. Look at the years. He's very, very picky about who he brings in his life. He is very picky of with his, he has the most wonderful family. He's mm-hmm. half Canadian. I'm going to be like him, where I'm going to be Canadian and half United, half United States. I'm worrying about going, I'm not really worrying about going over there, because I'm not going to be alone. I'm going to be with him. Yeah. Right? So we're going to be doing a lot of things together by ourselves. Him and I, and when I'm on my date, I'm going to sneak a pic, and I'm going to send it to you. Okay. <laughs> and then you will understand. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to that. So this mystery man, his identity will finally be revealed. He is very intelligent. He is very intelligent. He is very gifted. He is so intelligent. I can't believe what he does. And what he does is on his own. He does it all on his own. Cool. So he's a self-made he's independent people. kind of guy. He, 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 yes, he is. He's got people behind him 24-7. He says to me, I'm not going to let you out of my sight. And I went, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. Yes. I'm keeping this hush. Well, I'm, I'm glad. This well, this is the right place to, to keep things a secret. Just, uh, yeah, nobody ever watches you know this what? show. I'm going to pray for John. <laughs> I'm going to pray for John. He has to let it go. Well, he has to let it go. I've let it go myself. I only took two jabs of when the pandemic went down. Yeah. I took two jabs, and that never made me feel so I've been angry. I've had angry. I, I, I'm angry inside, not outside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? I've been angry because 
that the pandemic shouldn't have happened. We still would have been all with our families. The government is trying to separate our families. Why? Why? They got to stay out of our lives, but they also have to take care of us, too. To a that's right? a little difficult thing. That's 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 where people kind of go a little off the rails. I think in this country they want freedom, but then they want the government to take yes. care of them, and you can't really have. They want both. freedom, and yet they want the government to take care of them for free. That's right. But you know, for free, like you, you do. It doesn't quite work that way. People think no. that it can, but it doesn't quite. There's Nothing a price to be in paid. Life is free. Yeah. You My father worked his ass off and he raised four girls while he was working his ass off while yeah. my mother was out fluking around. Yeah. I was not a fan of my mother. I was a fan of my father. Father today, I I think of my dad every day. Every day I think of my dad. He was the most intelligent man I ever met in my life. Do you know the game Trivial Pursuit? Yes, I do. He designed it. Your dad? My dad. Designed Trivial Pursuit? Does he get royalties from the sales of it? He, I don't know if he did or not. I do know that he did a lot of traveling in his work, where yeah. he in his career that he did. He was a manager three times yeah. in a plant. In a plant raising four girls. I see. Mm. There was one part in my Listen, life Sandy, I, ne- I, I need you to... The clock's ticking. We're running out of time, <laughs> so I need you to wrap it up, okay? Because I have I have to move on to okay, another caller. I so, will, give me a final thought. You know what? We yeah. need to keep our fathers. We we all need to keep our family. We need to keep our family. Yeah. Yes, we do. We have to protect them. Mm-hmm. And I thank you for hearing me. I hope this was private. <laughs> Nobody heard anything. No. Absolutely. Okay, just great. just between you and me I'll and keep in touch. <laughs> Cosmo. <laughs> okay. All right, Sandy. He's so sweet. I'll talk to you later, honey. Okay. Thank See you. Ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. Okay, let's uh, talk to Paul. How are you? Hey. Hey Rick, how are you? I'm okay. That's good. Hello, Mavericks. Hey, that was great that John called in. Um, I, I give them props, like, you know, to express himself, but also I want to let him know to reach out to someone in his community, uh, like, um, a social worker or somebody like that. I'm sure you're going to have a talk with him at the end of the show. Mm Mm-hmm. And get rid of all the negative people. Stop following these negative people on on social media. And yep, bring up positive stuff. Like try to work. But that was great that he called in, right? Yes. 
to let everyone in the chat, like, don't take it a lot of things that's written in the chat personally, because mm -hmm. we're here to have a great time, ha have a little bit of a laughter, you know, express ourselves, and that's about it. That's you know, and the night goes on. I'm sure, I'm sure everybody goes through a stressful day at work or shopping or paying bills, you know, and we all come here and have a group chat. He's welcome in the chat, you know, just try to, you know, I hope the best he seeks help for himself in a better way. Yeah. And Keep those thoughts. Try not to think of his his, his thoughts. Like that's not going to help him. He needs to be thinking positive for himself. Yeah. Has he tried to reach out for four, uh, V4F or some type of organization to help him? Just like he well, was that we'll have Taylor a chat. We're, I mean, we'll have a chat after the program, and you know, V4F is not the place to go for this kind of you know, uh, support. Well, I, so, um, you know, we'll, we'll have a discussion. We'll, 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 we'll get them set up with, uh, something I hope. And, uh, and if uh, we need the support yeah, of the community great. here, we'll, well, well, we'll talk about that when the time comes. So that's great. Yeah. Well, and Sandy, I, I see all red flags there. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> Love Be is careful. blind. Love is blind. At least blind. let somebody. Yes, <laughs> just let somebody know where you're going. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. So, don't keep it. Don't keep it a secret. <laughs> Hardly a secret now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank well, you, Paul. We all love everyone in the chat. We love everyone in the chat. Yes. So. Yes. And we do have to wrap Good night, up. Good night, Maverick. Good night, Rick. Good night, Paul. Thank you, sir. Yes. Good night. Okay. No problem. And Bye. we'll take one last call, a quick one. And I think it's Dame Pam. Hello. 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 How are you this All evening? Right. So, well, I'm. I'm. You know, I mean, I was listening to that person called Jelly Bean, and I missed the first show when some of this went down, and last night I was accused of saying, like everyone else, and I don't know if it was him or by someone else, of saying things, and I wasn't even in the previous show where these things were being said. Mm -hmm. So I, I really don't appreciate it when someone says everyone in the chat, because no, it's not everyone no, in the chat. No, it's not everyone in the and, chat. And, and therefore, that is a false accusation. And I don't like seeing innocent people being accused of things they are not guilty of. Now, as you know, Rick, and, and that bothers me when I hear that. So I don't know this jelly bean fellow. I've never heard about him um, until today. And um, so I'm sorry to hear what, what, what he's going through. But, you know, I'm going through something very similar right now, but I'm not, I haven't aired it because I just don't think it needs to be aired. And so I would say we're not specialists here. 
and it is a good place to reach out to people that you have formed relationships with. But when it comes to getting a, an extensive amount of help, it's it's just not. A lot of us in here are not qualified. Well, we're we're not, and that's not when I don't. Um, when I told people that they could reach out to me, that's what I meant. They can reach out to me. I did not intend for people to, or did not mean to encourage people to seek out counseling in the chat. That's not the place to do it. You can make a request in there, but that is not the place to deal with these issues. Now, I do want people to reach out and contact me, and then I will help people get the help that they need if that's what needs to be done. Or if they just want someone to listen to, I'm happy to listen to somebody. Not, again, that I'm trying to set up a counseling line or anything or a suicide prevention line or something like that. I'm just saying that if you're in trouble, you're having crazy thoughts, don't do anything crazy. Call me if you if you need to. I'll, t I'll listen to you. And then we'll see what we can do. That's what that's what I'm saying. I do care, and uh, and I know that you guys do too. But at the same time, we need to maintain the program and keep the chat for the chat, not turn that into something that it isn't. So I'll deal with it after the show, and help people from our community find the assistance that they need because we are a family, we are a community, and. That's what friends do for each other. That's what family does, right? So that's what I'll do. Yes, and I thought that Lord Leo handled that beautifully. Mm -hmm. And it was very noble of both of you to give the responses that you have. Yeah. Um, at the same time, um, you know, I just feel that people get let down a lot in life, but suicide is not the answer. And when you bring that sort of thing up to a lot of people, it's like for a long, long time over the years, it, it loses, you know, people become frustrated and, and then that person becomes frustrated because they think that no one cares. And when you speak to people nicely and pleasantly, and, and then you are likely to get more assistance, mm -hmm. um, other people caring about you than lashing out at people. Yeah. So listen, I, I it, it's we're at the end of the show here, Pam. So I'm just gonna get you to wrap up for us, okay? Well, that's all I want to say, and I, I hope okay. Jelly Bean does get the help. That that's that not he, Jelly Bean um, that needs the help. Uh, yeah. It's John. But anyway, that's oh. Jelly Bean. Somebody different. All right. Yeah. But that's okay. Okay, I'm not. Oh, well, I, I don't know. I'm, I was kind of new because I'm recovering mm -hmm. from surgery and now going through all sorts of tests. So yes. um, I'm, not, I'm not really uh, watching every show at the moment, but I just really, you know, yeah. got quite, uh, you know, dissuaded last night at how one person was directing accusations towards everyone. Well, well, and, we uh well, we're so, getting things back on an even keel here, and uh, and I appreciate you calling in and sharing your thoughts and your feelings, and uh, and we'll get things uh, 
back to a state of normalcy by tomorrow, as normal as they can be in these abnormal times. So, thank you, Pam. All right, my dear, and good, good night, all Mavericks. Good night, damn Pam. Oh, and I loved your video the other night. Oh, well, that's because you were one of the stars. You've been one of the stars in our videos. I know, but, but to be comical, you have to, next time, if I'm included, please put some a, a Viking woman's breastplate on me so I can have those pointy boobs. And then if someone comes up, I can, peer, I can pierce their armor with it. Be careful what you ask for. With them. I could probably do that. <laughs> All right. and, and don't forget the gold, the gold tooth to replace my missing tooth and put a little diamond in it, please. <laughs> well, you have to be careful when Where you're drinking out of those beer steins. You don't want to knock your front teeth Where out like that. Leave it, leave it to you to Where knock your teeth out with a beer stein. All right, we're going to move on. Thank you, Pam. You have a great night. Thank All you. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye and there you have it and it is time to end that portion of the show and we have thank you everybody for spending the time here tonight as always an absolute privilege and a pleasure and i'm glad john did call in and uh boy strange times trying times but, yeah, man, together, we'll find a way forward. We'll find real solutions to these real problems. We'll find truth. We'll find more than that, folks. We somehow will find our way back to freedom. Catch you all back here tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On the flip side. This has been a Maverick Multimedia Productions.